Hello, and thank you for checking out the brand new episode of This Is Just A Phase. I'm your host, Jonathan Kent. Just a few quick reminders before we get started with this episode. I want to remind everybody that not only can you catch the podcast on Spotify, but we're also available on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and the Anchor app. That being said, if you have any inquiries or questions into the podcast and would like to talk to us directly, you can please do so at this is just a phase podcast at gmail.com. Also, please do yourself a favor and head over to this is just a record label.bandcamp.com and check out the brand new self titled release from Dave Strong, formerly of the Guts. His brand new album is available on CD and cassette through This Is Just a Record Label and on vinyl through Fameless Records, Fameless with a PH. Um, you can find it for uh, $10 on cassette and CD through This Is Just a Record Label. And while you're over at the Bandcamp site, also please check out releases from the Plan B's, the Prozac's, Letters, Gatlin. And three amazing compilations. Again, that site is this is just a record label.bandcamp.com. Uh, Jay, let's go. And you've got no self-esteem There's a hole inside your head With no vision to be seen Let's go Let's go Let's go Every day wake up with the same morning routine You're content with any wall And the same old morning scene Let's go Let's go Let's go Let's go Let's go On this fun episode, I get the absolute pleasure of having Jay Prozac back on the podcast for a fourth time. The Prozac's frontman and solo performer came back on to chat about work on his third solo record, the future of the Prozac's, and finding the balance between the two. We also chat about him getting ready to play Pittsburgh and Youngstown for the first time since 2007. We discussed the future in general and so much more. So sit back and get therapeutical with this episode of This Is Just a Phase. Here's a track off of the Prozac's 2019 album Ambivalence called Rock It Out. Enjoy. So young We've had to fight, we've had some fights It's been 
Jay. What's up, man? Not much, brother. I had to uh I had to paste paste the link into a, a text message because it wouldn't work for my Facebook. <laughs> oh, that's so weird, man. Yeah, I've always had because something with the microphone not uh, access not allowed, and I'm too dumb to figure it out. So, <laughs> every single time we do one of these things, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Listen, I've done seventy some episodes and I still don't know what the fuck's going on, man. So don't yeah. feel bad. Right, yeah, I've written three hundred songs and I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, you sound great, man. Oh, so do you. <laughs> okay, great, man. How you been, man? Oh, it's running the, the the circle of life, man. I hear you, man. You've been yeah. recording a lot lately. Ah, uh, yeah, back in the studio doing a new album. That's awesome. Now you're you're doing uh, the new solo album. Is that what you're recording right now? Doing a new solo record. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, just kind of the way things uh, worked out. <laughs> yeah. How's that process going? Uh, it's going great. I um I started working with a friend of mine, Rob, uh, who's playing drums. Uh, earlier last year, maybe in the spring, we started getting together with no real plan. Just started writing a couple songs here and there. And as fall came, I uh, I recruited my bass player from the Prozacs, Greg, and we uh, we started jamming on these songs and writing writing more and uh just kind of took off. I had an opportunity to book studio time over here uh, this past month, so I booked time not knowing if I was going to do something with the Prozacs or solo, and I wound up in the studio with the solo record. Yeah, because you've been constantly writing, and you, you know you you have the. I mean, you know, we we you know for the listener, you know, me and Jay go back a, a long time, and um, you know, he shows me songs all the time. I mean, you had you had Prozac songs written, you have you know solo songs written and stuff, but you you pretty much you pretty much gone into the last year, especially with the release of the second album. Um, you definitely are letting yourself just pretty much go kind of by the, like the, the seat of your pants a little bit. Like you're not putting, you're not putting pressure on yourself to to push a, a new Prozac album out. Right. Um, you're not pushing yourself necessarily to put out a, a new solo record. You're just giving yourself, uh, giving yourself, uh, you know, an opportunity to record at your leisure. You're getting yourself, uh, you know, whatever whatever comes out organically comes out. You're not putting any kind of pressure on yourself. Um, right. Do you think that's the the new the new Jay Prozac's one thing is just kind of, you know, rolling with the punches, so to speak? Um, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to keep myself active. At my ability, at the, uh, you know, what I can do within my own life and work and family. And, uh, you know, with the people I'm playing, a lot of the key is if I'm going to have people in my music life that I'm working with and playing with, you know, and and you got to have the right type of understanding with those people, you know, like like with the Prozacs, it's, it's been a struggle for years and years and there's components in that band, you know. Theoretically, I mean, I can do whatever I want with it and I can have people in the band or I can record like the ambivalence record was basically a solo record released as a Prozac's record. It was, I didn't have a full band behind it. 
I had yeah. my drummer Jimmy drum drummed on that. Um, and we, uh, yeah, you know, so I'm just going by, yeah, like circumstances. So right now I've got, I've got good understanding with the band and with the Prozacs and it's just kind of, if I want to keep that band as a band with the current members, it's a, it's a, it's a matter of understanding. And for myself, I, you know, I'd like it, whatever we do to be with that group of guys. So it's, yeah, the songs are there. Um, every time you, every time I do something, um, um, if I have a project, you know, like a bunch of songs put aside on deck, it's always going to get blown up. Well, Hey, I'm going to do this little split record or we're going to do a song for a comp or I'm doing a new solo record, you know, the original idea morphs and changes. So by the time the Prozacs do a record, the, the bones are there. I'm sure we'll write a couple more on the fly when the process is in thick and heavy. And and because you did the solo, because you did Life Won't Wait last year, do you right. think do you think that allowed you to write more for to write more freely, um, and to not put yourself in a in a certain box? Does that make the writing process a little bit easier for you? Um. So. So yeah, writing this 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 solo this the new record that I'm recording. Yeah, I went at it like so. The last few records I've done, the last few years, I've had so much buildup of material, and um, it's like a race. Every time I do a, do a new a new record or project, it's like a race to eat up some of the songs I've had with a mix of new stuff that just comes at the time. And so, yeah, so this, I started playing with Rob. I introduced to him some, a couple songs I wrote during COVID. So everything on this record is new material written from COVID up until like currently now.
I referred to the album wrong. It won't let go. I, I am half awake while we're doing it. We're doing this early. So I am I had a brain fart this morning. So, but um, yeah, I, I caught myself. Um, uh, how, how, how is your, your view on uh, playing out live now that you, you, you've kind of been playing out live with, with different, different members kind of coming and going like you're you know you've been playing with greg recently um you had kind of a a rotational lineup on drums um at this stage of playing out live are you are you letting yourself uh become a little bit more relaxed when you're playing out loud playing out live as opposed to maybe out in the past i'm trying to (laughs) Um, so, so you know, my my live the live band is the Prozacs, which is currently Greg on bass, Jed on guitar, Jimmy on drums, and uh, we've got a. It seems like we've got a pretty cool understanding. What I'm doing differently now is is I'm starting to book shows and take on take on some offers that I know that I can do, mm-hmm. and kind of trying to figure them out how they're going to work afterwards because it's really hard when you have a, you have a whole band my scenario has been a lot of things haven't happened over the years because as a band you somebody can't do something this person can't do anything so you uh you, you don't do it yeah and, um, way in the past I, I i i rifled through band members and then to make whatever happened and I never went back. Then I had a period of years where I had the same general members, but then I had old members coming back to fill in here and there. So that was kind of a different thing too, you know, and now it's, it's, um, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. The, um, yeah, at this point, I'm I'm trying to make it relaxed, and, and maybe it's not totally relaxed. Cause say I'm I'm booking a string of shows, and now I realize maybe everybody in the Prozacs can't do those particular shows, so it's a little stressful. Now I have to figure mm-hmm. out who out there I can I can do it with. But we um the one big thing is the drums. I've had Jimmy and Maddie on drums since for the last like 15, 16, 17 years, 2005. All those are the only two guys that have ever played drums for the Prozacs. Oh wow! And uh, so I have this meant for me. I guess those those two, those two are like the next step besides me that make the Prozacs the Prozacs. And uh, we had my friend Andrew jumped on drums last minute for a sh- for a big show in December, and it was pretty scary, but it worked out. And I guess it kind of broke broke something in me, and I'm like, you know what? We can do it. The, to, at this point, the Prozacs are the songs that are in the Prozacs catalog. So, we that to me, that's what the Prozacs are overall. And sometimes you just gotta kind of roll with the punches. You know, it's it's hard to it's hard to be a leader of a band and be calling the shots and 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 want to make sure that everything sticks together. But I think because you had such a rotation of members. And even though in the back of your head you have Jimmy there that's been constant since 2009, you know he's always there. Like, he's, he's, he's a member of the Prozacs. 
but oh, you also sure. know you have the ability to go, you know, when you have Andy from the strikeouts or you get, you know, somebody from this band or somebody from that band to be like, listen, I'm really in a pinch. Can you learn these 15 songs? I have two dates in New York or I have two dates coming up in Delaware or, or, you know, I have a couple shows that, that Jimmy can't make, you know, you, you've, you've, you've had to adapt to member changes in the past, but knowing that Jimmy's there makes whatever decision you make, not a permanent decision. You know what I mean? Like you just, Hey, I'm in a pinch. I need somebody. Are you available? Cole, you know, people know you, people have known your band long enough that I'm, I'm sure they practice to your songs and learn how to play to your songs anyways. So it makes that transition a little bit easier for you to have to, to have to use those musicians in a pinch. Right. Yeah. You know, you know a question I asked myself recently was if, if I, if I, if I broke up the band and didn't play for a long time, and I decide to have a reunion, I asked myself, what would constitute a reunion? Like, what would make that, what would make people be like, all right, the Prozacs are having a reunion or getting back together. And (laughs) I've had so many, like, again, I've had so many lineup changes from record to record, from show to show, tour to tour. For me, it's hard to look back and be like, what is the quintessential Prozac's lineup. And it's, yeah. nothing, it's nothing against anybody because everyone who's been involved has been a part of it. But I looked at it. I got people that, you know, that look at me and like, well, it's some people are attached to a certain lineup or not, or, or, you know, one or another, because that was an era they were really seeing the band or whatever. But overall, I re- I'm realizing it's me and it's the songs. I don't look at lineups when I when I when I I mean if I put it in questions, I don't pay attention to what lineup questions was comparatively to ambivalence or exist. Like I don't think I really put me as a listener, I don't think I really put much stock in that. Um because I think in a lot of ways aren't we really used to a lot of the bands of of, of your ilk? Um, right. have always had lineup changes anyways. I mean, the queers have had, you know, umpteen amount of, of, of members. And what's the classic queers? Is it, is it Joe and Hugh and, and, and Danny, or is it, you know, what lineup constitutes that? What, 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 what lineup constitutes the best screeching weasel? Is it, is it panic, vapid, Ben? And you know, um, and and Jughead, what's what's the what's the best version of that? Or what's the best lineup of these bands? And it's it's not like bands like I don't know, like Green Day. It's been the same three members of Green Day for thirty years. Right. It's hard to keep a band going for twenty five years and not see lineup changes uh, especially when you're 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 smaller bands i mean you screeching weasel and the queers are are smaller bands in comparison to green day oh well the yeah world, yeah the world i'm in i'm a smaller band than bands like screeching weasel and the queers and uh, so a lot of it is 
yeah, you're bringing in musicians and not everybody has, has the, uh, has the ability or the desire to make the sacrifices needed to keep something going. And it's, it's, again, it's not a bad thing. It's not against everybody, but like, it's, you know, to not be making money doing it and to the, the sacrifice required to do it, you really have to have something in you to, 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 to drive that. And you have to have a, enough support around you. I mean, I'm thankful and lucky to have the support that I have for my family and, and they sacrifice without question. Oh, but yeah. um, I do have that beyond what a lot of other people do. You know, when I say it's, you know, some, something in other important has come up and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go play a show with my band. Not everybody's going to do that. They're not going to sacrifice other parts in their lives. So, um, and so, so next thing you know, you have members coming in and out and, uh, but you know, on the classic side of it, I feel like for myself looking from the inside, I, yeah, I, at this point, you know, I had Maddie and Sean in 2007 who, who played on questions and answers. It was about a two year run, <laughs> and, yeah. and, but that was, that was some of the heaviest touring. We were out in the world the most at that time. And so a lot of people in the outside world saw the band at that time, but overall, yeah, it's almost been every record. Every record is a different in every, you know, the eras are like a year, like, or less, or, you know, so guys like Jimmy, Jimmy's been with me for 15 years now. So I, that's part of my thing with the Prozacs is my, my personal side. I realize I can be the Prozacs without Jimmy, but I, I hold him, I hold him dear to have, partly to have somebody, something else to kind of validate being that entity, you know. And he brings so much to the table too. Like he's, you know, Jimmy's going to be there to be your, 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 you know, a sounding board or, or somebody to talk creative or somebody to sit down and, you know, share, you know, he's one of your best friends. So it's, it's not like not keeping Jimmy in the band. It's a viable option because he's he's a part of the band. Like after 14 years, the longest tenured member of the band, it's like, but you know what? If I play a show with Andy, it doesn't mean Jimmy's not a part of the band. And I yeah. think that's something that you've you've um come to terms with as far as you know what, I can still play and it's not going to affect my relationship with Jimmy. Me playing with other people isn't going to affect that relationship. And right. I think that was important for you because wrestling with the idea of keeping the Prozacs going, that was the main problem. That was the main focus to you is that you were so worried about, but I want Jimmy to be a part of what I'm doing. And I was like, well, let him, you know and I mean? Do both. You know, play as much yeah. as you want to because you want to play. And so play with whoever you want to play with when you have the opportunity to play with. And you've done that and you've been playing incredible shows in that process. Yeah. You know, it's just, I think overall, just by, by having, uh, you know, say, say, say like with Jim, his abilities to, do what the Prozacs did prior is not something he was has really been able to do over the years. 
but settling in on on a band member it affects the whole pro the whole thing mm -hmm. so you know like when i especially now doing doing um the solo material i put a lot of focus on that because i can uh you know the pros it's kind of flipped the prozacs isn't necessarily the main thing anymore <laughs> It's nice to have the the other thing because, and I think what was so great about Won't Let Go is the songs were well-received. Um, reviews were exceptional. Um, we were getting played on, on, on satellite radio, um, building blocks especially. Yeah. Uh, you kind of started had a different people start seeing you in a different light. 
And not that you're you you haven't always been a good singer or as a good singer and a great songwriter, but people were starting to see a different side of you. Mm-hmm. And I think that would probably make things easier for you moving forward with the Prozacs is that, you know, when I'm I I can write what I wanna write, I can play what I wanna play, and you don't have to put that pressure on yourself because you took, how do I want to say, you took a leap with, with the solo album so much that I think it almost made things much easier for you moving forward. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I do feel that. Like, sure. like the album was so received so positively and the songs are some of the best songs that you that you've ever written. Thank you. And you're welcome. And it came so and sitting sitting there being your friend and and going through the process of you doing um won't let go. It it happened so organically, like it happened so naturally for you. Like it was it was it was supposed to happen that way. So when the album finally came out, it was like, I got to see it from the beginning. So I kind of, I, I put that album for me in a personal spot, having watched it from the from the drawing board. Um, as close as I could, of course, we were, you know, what, 800 miles apart. But <laughs> see, seeing the process go through, you just were free with it. Like you just let it happen. There wasn't any, you could play with who you could play with. You, you know, you had a couple songs with these people and a couple songs with these people. And you just kind of like, I don't know, it comes across with the, with, with the album. It just, and I think that's maybe why people enjoyed it so much is it was just, I don't know. It just had a different feeling to it. It just, it made you feel good to listen to that album. And everybody that I talk to kind of has the same feeling. Like it just, it feels like a good, a good, solid, fun album to listen to and kind of get lost into. And everybody says it's some of your best shit, man. Like, how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel to hear that after twenty plus years playing music with playing I mean, it's music? A, it's it's amazing. It's um for one, it it it, it breaks it breaks down some of the internal things that I've had where you know like having building blocks played on on XM radio and having Lou at Rumbar choose to make that to release that song as a single. Uh, it was a little worrisome because of the lyric. You know, I wrote the song and I love the song and I believe in it, but it wasn't what I would expect somebody else to to pick from. You know, with the child theme and everything else, it kind of it kind of blew me away and it kind of opened my opened my eyes to be like, again, to be like, you know what? You never know what somebody's gonna latch on to. What you know, and and doing something different. You know, you just don't know. You, you keep, so you have to do it for yourself first. And I, you know, I always try to do that. I, I write for myself, and you know, and a lot of things have to do with the way things are presented. But um, yeah, to have people be excited for that record and all the the wonderful comments, and I'm still getting them. It's uh, 
it's awesome because those, those that record does mean a lot to me um the one thing with it was it was really compiled over quite an amount of time some of those songs were were written between 2000 and like 2011 12 uh when i was writing my first solo record so some of those were the continuation of that and some of those songs uh were written right right before the album was recorded mm-hmm. so uh so it's a, it's a mix and um personally that record kind of ties up from the vocal from the uh lyrical standpoint the emotional standpoint from 2013 until that came out here is my heart the prozac's ambivalence and won't let go is almost like a big personal story for myself and uh, it felt really good to bookend that but to get the response, yeah, it's awesome, man. It, you know, I don't know what else I can really say. I, I, uh, I love the songs. It was really great having having the involvement from people, people I did with my family being being a part of it, and the, the guest musicians. I've had I made some new friends. That um, you know, Lou from uh, Lurking Class, who. Uh, who joined in and played bass on some of the songs, uh, hooking up with Dirt Bike Annie and um, having them involved in a cover of their own song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm meeting, you know, over the last, over the pandemic, connecting with you, you and Mike, and um, connecting with Lou and connecting with Larry at River Monster. Um, I don't know, I'm surrounded by new new people, new friends. and that's all super exciting. I mean, even though I've known some people, but like working with Rumbar was, was a whole new thing. And uh, I don't know, the whole package, it, it really just opened me up. To feel, feel good moving forward. And uh, going into this next solo record was, is the awesome thing with it is it's all new material. It's very current to my state of mind. Yeah. So for again from a personal aspect, it's been a long, long, long time since I, I wrote a record this fast and like the songs are haven't even processed because I'm living it right now. Yeah. And I, and I put that into into the, the, the music. Um and uh the other cool thing is, is that I I practice these with a band. Yeah. So you know, I've been playing with Rob. And Greg's playing bass, um, and I last minute we added a new a new player. Uh, his name's Vic Rosario. He um, he plays guitar for uh, the New York uh, reggae ska band, the Pilfers. And we're actually after this interview, I'm heading into the studio for about seven hours with Vic, and he's gonna play guitar on this album. Oh, so that's cool. About that, it's a it's a whole new element and a new a new person in my music life. I'm very excited about. And, uh, you know, so that's going to bring, and that's the charm with, uh, all the projects I do when having new people in, it brings a new excitement, you know, and you know what something I, different. yeah. And I, and I think what's really cool too, is last year, you know, we celebrated 20, 20 years of the Prozacs and you had, you had won't let go out. We also, you know, me and Mike and you, we, we worked out putting out welcome to camp cheerful, yeah. Um, 
and you also put out uh, fan favorites and wannabe hits. Um, you were it was almost like a like a, like okay this this part of this this part one of the Prozacs I, I I can close this I can close this door, and I can allow myself almost to go it you allow yourself to almost go into the next phase of things. You know, it, you, you talked about Won't Let Go being the bookend of, of the trifecta of, of Here Is My Heart, Ambivalence, and Won't Let Go. Like, that was that was a, a three-part thing that you had to make. Mm-hmm. Now it's at the point, now that the first 20 years have come and passed, you can almost just do things differently now. There's no, there's no, there's no expectations, there's no pressure, there's no... You're starting with a fresh batch of songs. You're you're allowing yourself just to do whatever you want to. You can write a you can write fifteen really fast songs if you want to. You can create yeah. another won't let go if you want to. There's no now that you closed that first part of like that first part of of, of, of your career, do do you find it do you find it more do you find it more easier just to, to, to let things come naturally as a, as opposed to just holding on to holding on to the past? Um, I mean, so, you know, like say like, yeah, writing like the new record was really great. Um, writing naturally, you know, there's so many ways to writing and, um, the uh i guess i guess you know they're, they're sitting by yourself and flushing out a song completely mm-hmm. which I, I i do that i've done a lot of that uh getting in a room with pieces and ideas or something just happens because someone's jamming a riff you know that's super exciting um thing and, and, it, and that happens naturally this next solo record is is really in that organic sense Mm-hmm. I mean, I had one. I had one song I was presenting to Rob that I had just written, and he he liked a particular riff a super lot. And I was like, "Hey, let's just jam on this riff, just for the fun of it." And our four chord riff, and we jammed on the riff. And next thing you know, we wrote an entire song from jamming on one part of a another song. That I think I know which. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And um, actually, I talked to Vic on the phone yesterday, who's going to be coming in on the guitars, and he he loves that song so so much. He's so excited to play on it. <laughs> and uh, you know, so yeah, it was a very a, a very fluent process. Um, you know, so it's like the next pro, I, so there's a Prozac's album that's going to happen. Um, I'm very excited to to do this with to do a because you know i haven't done a solid full-length album with jim he played on ambivalence but that record was kind of put together we didn't go in a studio to make an album we went in there to record a couple new prozac songs um, a a mangy's cover for a comp and then we had to come back a second time to to reduce a couple drum tracks and i i threw it at him hey want to record these like other like six seven songs from for a future solo project at the end of the day, it became a Prozac's record. I got you. So at this point, now that I've, you know, I have a, a, an idea that I've had for a long time for the next Prozac's record. Some of the songs have dissipated into Stiletto Bomb. They've gone into the solo stuff. They've, 
They've gone into other Prozac's releases. So right now I have this like album put together. There's a title. There's artwork already. Uh, Paulino, mm-hmm. who did Won't Let Go, uh, also did artwork that will be for the next Prozac's album. From uh, Flanders 72, yeah. Correct, yep. And um, so we have a couple projects coming up. We're actually currently working on a split LP that hasn't been announced with our with our buddies, the Downstrokes. Nice. Um, so that's going to be the next project, and I'm very excited to do that. And when it happens, we'll do the next Prozac's record. But there's a there's new material I've written for that, and I have a feeling once we start writing and flushing out with the full band, you know what what that album's gonna be. I I, I have a feeling there's gonna be more new material coming into that fold. That's awesome, man. Jed and Greg and Jimmy are all incredible players, and um I think I've settled in, and I'm like, you know what, <laughs> that's what the Prozacs are gonna be mm-hmm. at that at that point, and. Yeah, the overall, like the, the ease and the feelings I have. One of the things I've I'm kind of like letting go is that not letting go, but is easing my mind. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm where I'm at. I'm at this point, I'm not trying to tour the world. I'm not trying to change the world. I'm not a lot of the things that I wish I could have done, I'm like, I'm just I'm where I'm at. I I work, I'm the family. But this, I'm always going to do this. So let's just do it how it's going to happen, you know? And.
I love when you and I love when you come on the podcast. I mean, because it's it's much like our conversations. You know, we get into these very, very therapeutical sessions where we where we where we talk and, and hash these thoughts and oh, emotions yeah. and these things out and like that's why I consider you such a such a great friend is that it's very easy for us to talk and 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 for you to share these things because it doesn't you know not every person has that ability to be able to uh emote how they're feeling and, and you know the 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 uh, pressures that go into having a long running band and and the pressures that come with you know how you see yourself within the scene and how you know what you've accomplished versus what you wish you were accomplished you you have done a lot you're a musician's musician people cite you as a as an influence on them and and you you get called you know you know the nicest guy in punk rock for a reason it's it's you're approachable you're open you're vulnerable you allow yourself to you allow people to come in to to your circle and everybody that I talk to, whether it's Athena or, you know, Jay or Stiv or whoever knows you personally, these people all say the same things. You know, Jay is Jay and he's the nicest dude. And, and your reputation precedes you. And everybody roots for you, dude. Everybody, you're one of those guys that everybody roots for that everybody wants to see you be successful, um, wants to see you be happy and play as much as you are. And and I'm one of those people. And, like, I don't know. It's I always have a fun time chatting with you and getting you on the podcast and, and you know, even just conversating on the phone, you know, not being recorded. I love talking to you, John, so much. It's, like, we, you know, we, we developed very early on the, the, the friendship, and I'm glad that we – uh We've had. I remember. I remember that first real, real, real long talk we had. I was. I was at my at my practice space, sitting in the parking lot, and we talked for like, like five hours. It was. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. It was insane, and we both managed to do that without getting divorced. So. Yeah. <laughs> to our to, to our to our wives. Yes. And, uh, but no, seriously, it's a uh, dude. I. I don't know. I I look back to the beginning, and I'm like shit. I got together with my with this kid Eli that I met, dragged my buddy Marty in and found this 15-year-old Kevin and we formed this band of Grand Prix and like shit, we wrote songs and stepped on a stage and played them and people wanted to hear it. Like it's to this day, it's still just as amazing. In the circle of friends that, that you've made and you know, and and people, you know, it's a it's it's, it's still crazy to me that to have, have someone say they're influenced by what you're doing, you know, and it's uh, and it's not to be taken for granted. It's not to be taken lightly. And that's the drive. That's it's a huge part of the drive is, is you're able to, people have affected you. You've had the ability to affect people and maybe a lot of punk rock. It's, it's just fun, but dude, it's all so much more important than that because mm-hmm. it's our lives. The people that are, you know, it's not, this isn't background music to, to, to us. It's, it's, it's the, it's the music of our lives. It's what brings us together. It's, 
you know, we're family. We're, we're more, we're, it's so much more than that, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, well, that's beautifully said. Um, Jay, before I let you go, you, you are going to be, uh, I'm, I'm super excited for this and the listener is going to hear me geek me out. <laughs> um, at the end of the month, you're going in the end of the month and the beginning of next month, you're coming down to my neck of the woods. Uh, to play uh, two dates, uh, one in a town called Aliquippa, right outside of Pittsburgh. Yep. Um, on March thirty first, um, at the at the Fallout Shelter, uh, you're going to be playing with uh, Pittsburgh band Rocky Dennis Face, um, Pittsburgh hardcore legends uh, Submachine, and um, a newer band, uh, the Karens. Yes. Um, and then on. Uh, April 1st, you're going to be playing uh, the Wickyards in Youngstown with um, uh, the aforementioned Rocky Dennis face, along with Gatlin and Western Demonst- or Wednesday Demonstration. Um, like, uh, like this is going to be the first time in, what, 17 years that you've played this area? Uh, yeah, we haven't been out there since our we toured in 2007. Because you um, did a series of Midwest with, with Johnny Three back in the day, right? Yeah, I mean, we used to come out that way often for, for, for like probably like a five-year stretch. And the Grand Prix used to come out that way as well. So, um, yeah, we have not, you know, we played in Dayton uh, before COVID in 2019. We did a three-day three stretch to ten, Tennessee uh, and um, – Lafayette and uh, Dayton, Ohio. So other than those three shows, we have not, I don't think we've played anywhere between there and there and like Vegas <laughs> from Massachusetts. You know, from, yeah. That area to Vegas from like, fuck, like I said, 2007. Oh, wow. It's crazy. It's, it's weird. You know, I, I, and, and a lot of that has to do with like, uh, you know, I'll talk about the lineups and stuff and not, not having the ability to do something to do that sort of thing and i so. just i I'm, I'm super pumped for it because like originally I, I i thought of rocky dennis face because i have i have worked with them before and those guys are super awesome i've been a fan of their band for quite a number of years um but we we know we have we also have a shared love of submachine that's one of the one oh, of the earliest that's one of the earliest pittsburgh bands i, I got into um, they had an album called Fresh Out of Give a Fucks that still I, I maintain is one of the best uh, local hardcore albums to ever come out. Um, yeah. You know, so another you know another one is Sawed Off Shotgun. Um, you know, to me, it's a very instrumental band, and and to find out that you're you're such a big fan of that band too, it, it you know you reached out to Alex uh, from Submachine, and we got them on the show and. Working with Derek over at Subdie Nameless, I've I've respected the 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 shows that he's put on over the uh, over the many years, especially over at like the Fallout Shelter and Two Twenty Two Ormsby. Um, so like I'm super psyched to be working with him and working with you guys and getting all the opening bands up. Um, I knew Gatlin had to be a part of it too. You know, I'm very excited. Like all the both lineups, both shows. I've been connecting with, with the bands and um, yeah, just very excited. You know, it's, it's going to be a two show banger. I'm 
I can't wait to meet you in person. For sure. Um, Me too. Know, can't wait to come jam with all the bands. I've got I've got a friend that I guess that lives about 10 minutes from the fallout shelter. So um, we're going to be hooking up with him. Uh, he played in a band called Radio Blast. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, I know it's, it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun trip. I hope I can't you know I can't wait to see who comes out to these shows and um, you know hopefully again breaking some ice to uh, to getting back out that way. We do have some other stuff coming up later in the year, which I'm very excited about. So those, yeah, please uh, those share, my man. Please share. Coming. And uh, we'll be making our way back out those areas, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, no, that'll that'll all come. <laughs> oh, that'll be awesome, man! Yeah, keep me in the loop and let me let me know what else you have coming up at the end of the year, and I'll make sure to plug it on the on the page and you know keep the listener, you know, in in the loop of things to come, man. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm definitely gonna need to get a picture of you, me, and Mike. Oh, absolutely, man! Absolutely, <laughs> he, he's not—he's not, he's not going to be at the Pittsburgh show, but he's going to be at the Youngstown one for sure. Yeah. But so, I'm going to be—I'm going to be at both. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very—I'm I'm thankful. Thank you I'm, for you uh, helping put these together and everything. So, absolutely, my man. I—I'm super stoked to, like you, like you said, I'm super pumped to see you in person, and you know what it. To me, it doesn't matter if five people or five hundred people show up. I'm, I'm, I'm so stoked to be able to have the opportunity to get you guys out here, and you know, to hang out and, um, I don't know, man, just to, just to experience something uh, that's really fun. There's, you know, there's a lot, there's lots of shows going on that same weekend, but you know what, uh seeing you guys play is where I want to be. And I, and I hope that's the same for many others is, is they come out to see you guys play. And, uh, I, I, I've seen, you know, you showed me the set list that you guys are planning and, uh, to the listener, man, you don't, if you don't come out, you're going to be missing a fucking awesome time, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're going to have a good time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Jay, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to uh, come on and chat with me for a little bit. Uh, I know you got to go get into the studio here in a little bit, so uh, I'll let you go and, and get ready for that, my man. I appreciate it. Thank you, John, man. Always a, always a pleasure. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, Jay, man. You enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll be talking to you real soon, brother. Thanks, brother. You too. All right, Let's later. Talk to you later. Peace. Bye. Bye. No matter how hard I try to find two or three dudes that can get it together long enough to be an actual band. An actual, an actual, an actual band And it always seems to fail Yeah, it always falls apart Someone please post my bail And help me escape this lonely, lonely place in my heart This lonely place in my heart This lonely place in my heart This lonely place in my heart
only place in my heart. This 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 only place in my heart. This